0: I'm not afraid of
1: You're here. Um, Hope you're ready to hear what the Word of God is today and what God has to speak to your heart today. So I'm thankful for what God's going to do. I wanted to start out by saying I'm Debbie Ellis. I've been uh, married to my husband Randy for almost 42 years. We have three sons Randy, who is 40, Aaron's 38, Kyle's 36. We have one daughter in law. Courtney, uh, who is married to Kyle, and seven amazing grandchildren. We're so blessed. Amen. we lived in Granbury for 37 years and have been a part of Generations Church for 26 years since it began. So we're so blessed and we're thankful um, for what God's doing here. And we're thankful to be a part of what God's doing in this house. And we're just so blessed to be a part of your family. And we just love you are wonderful people and we love you very much so let's just open in prayer thank you father father we thank you so much for this day this mother's day father that you're honoring all mothers and all women and we rejoice in you father for you've done great things in our life we thank you so much for each and every woman lord we thank you for all the mothers all the women in this room i pray father that you would encourage them today, that they would have a blessed day, that their family, their children would be all around them, blessing them and encouraging them. And Father, I pray for all the women in this room who are hurting today, who have things in their life that's caused a lot of pain on this special day. I pray for healing. I pray that your Holy Spirit would comfort them and strengthen them and encourage them, Father, that they would continue to seek you and Praise you and receive all that you have for them, Father. May they find victory in you in this day and in in their pain. And we thank you for it, Father. We ask God for open ears today to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to us. And we pray, Holy Spirit, that you come and fill this room with your glory. That you would have your way, Holy Spirit. Have your way. We bless you. We lift up the name of Jesus Christ in this place. And we ask, Father, that all men and women would be drawn to you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 What an honor it is to speak today. And I, and the message I'm going to share on is Keep the Faith, out of 2 Timothy 4, 6 through 8. So I'm going to go ahead and read that. For I am already being poured out like a drink offering and the time for my departure is near. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, and I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day. And not only me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. That's all of us, I'm sure. We're all longing for his appearing. So he's doing a work in us. Paul was writing to Timothy from prison to let him know that his life was coming to an end. And he was encouraging Timothy to stay true to the faith and not abandon the call of God on his life. And mm. um, I want us to focus this morning on how we too can fulfill that call. Amen. So keep focused. Um, um, I'm wanting everyone to just keep in mind throughout this whole thing that that's what it's about, keeping the faith through life's seasons. Mm-hmm. So we have many seasons, don't we? Amen. Um, uh, First of all, God's Word says that He has given us everything that we need to live this life and to keep the faith. So He's fully equipped us and provided us with all that we need. 2 Peter 1.3 in the Passion Translation says, Everything we could ever need for life and complete devotion to God has already been deposited in us by His divine power. For all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him who has called us by name and invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. Amen. I love that verse. Everything we could ever need, everything we could ever need. Everything means everything. That's yes, right. Sure. Everything that you need right now, everything that you will need. The Holy Spirit is the greater one in us, He's our helper, our comforter, our guide, our counselor. He equips us for our journey. So whatever you're going through today, whatever you may go through tomorrow, the greater one is in you. And he will equip you and help you through your seasons, your painful seasons and your joyful seasons. Um, Like Paul and every other believer, our race begins at the time of our conversion when we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior. We are all somewhere in the midst of that spiritual journey right now, Mm -hmm. this morning. We're somewhere in the midst along that line of conversion till we we do meet up with the Lord. And though we may not see it or realize it sometimes, we are in a battle. Mm -hmm. I think we all see it and know it sometimes, Mm -hmm. but it's real. I think it's there all the time. We just need to be aware of what God wants to do in us.
0: Faith is not always easy. No one ever said it would be. This world will test you. We will have ups and downs. So how do we respond? What's going on right now with you? What are you fighting? What is your struggle? It is not pointless. It is never hopeless. Faith is powerful, strong, untamable. An athlete before any event will train and immerse themselves in their craft. They will be consumed by their drive to press forward and advance in their journey. Maybe you're in a place that you don't want to be, but there is no way around it. There is no way over it. The only thing you can do is accept it and move through it. When you are knocked down, it takes courage to stand back up, but stand you must harness a faith that fights, a faith that says, I'm not going to let this be the end, I'm not going to give up now, I'm going to move forward with this, I'm going to bounce back, my faith is not finished, a faith that says, if my God is for me, who can be against me? Discipline your emotions, control your feelings, wage war on your sin, nail your insecurities and issues to the cross. Train, pray, fight. Train, pray, fight. We are not guaranteed a perfect life, we know that. But we are assured of the final victory in God until that day when we stand face to face with our maker you run your race you fight your fight don't give up swing hit hard with his word train your faith declare his kingdom over your life train your faith increase your understanding walk in power don't give up
1: Wonderful seasons, good seasons, tough seasons, a life-changing seasons. We have seasons that we don't know what's next, actually. We trust God with our life, and we know that he's with us, and he has our life in his hands. So we're thankful for that. Train, pray, fight. Don't give up. Don't ever get a, give up. Wherever you are in your journey in life, don't give up. Don't give up. God is not finished. There's so much more to come. Amen. Um, As I speak today, please keep in mind that this lesson is to encourage you to keep the faith through all seasons of life. Uh, We have been in an an intense battle for the last two years. We experienced a seismic shift in our family. We faced four deaths in two years, and it was extremely difficult. My mother and my mother-in-law passed away, and I lost two daughter-in-laws due to divorces. Divorce is like a death, especially for the one that was in it for life, but... Excuse me. In the end of 2015, we were hurled into this shocking and very difficult spiritual battle. It was a relentless, heartbreaking onslaught from the enemy, which was filled with intense grief, betrayal, brokenness, fear, anxiety, and depression. Although I've never been through a divorce, I had a bird's eye view, with two of my sons, back to back, And I know the pain and devastation that it has on the whole family unit. As a mother, my heart broke because I had to sit back and watch my sons, two of my sons, and three of my grandsons go through a major life-altering and unwanted divorce. Like I already said, it was truly a seismic shift in our family. It was an intense struggle. I leaned heavily, heavily on and trusted the Lord every second of every day, as did all of our family. In the midst of this life shift and all the chaos, the Lord spoke this verse to me. It was 2 Timothy 4, 7. Fight the fight, run the race, and keep the faith. Amen. It really strengthened me and encouraged me tremendously as he spoke this to my heart. I felt the Lord had repositioned my thinking at that moment when he spoke it to me. Um, I suddenly understood that we would all get through this and we would be okay. It helped me to get out of my pit of despair, and the healing process began in my heart. I can say that I have pressed on through this battle and am overcoming um, divorce lingers in, in a family, and you have to deal with different things, but we are pressing on and we are getting through it, and I praise God, he's been with us the whole way. I continue to trust the Lord to do great things in our family and restore all that the enemy stole, and that's exactly what he's doing. Amen. I'm so grateful for it, and I'm just gonna have to throw something in here. The two of the sons that went through the divorces are going to a Bethel worship conference in a few weeks, and I know God is gonna bless them and touch their hearts because they have been faithful through this uh, most painful season, and I'm so thankful for what he's doing in their lives and in our family's lives. In spite of the, the story. but Anyway, I'm sharing this story with you today because there's some biblical truths that helped me get through and stand during this ordeal. As I share them, I hope, it, my hope is that I will encourage someone today to help you get through a battle you may be in. It may be different than a divorce. It may be different than families being broken. It may be the loss of a loved one. May be a strife or division in your household. I don't know what it is, but God's with you, and these biblical principles um, can help you to get to press on and get through it. So, um, first of all, one that He showed me that we need to be fully aware and confident of God and His goodness. When we go through a battle, it's so important that we know who our God is, that we know he loves us, that we know he's faithful, he's true to his promises, he will get us through. When we're in the midst of a battle, sometimes we're just so stunned and taken off guard and in shock that, that it even happened that we, we sometimes wonder where God is, but he's there. Graham Cook says, what we think about God is the single most important thing in our <coughs> spiritual journey because it impacts every area of our lives. I heard someone once say, um, we need to take the face of our earthly father off the face of God. That's good. And that happens to, to people who um, their earthly fathers may have been angry or bitter or mean, you know, or abandoned them. I don't know what, but it makes us think that our heavenly father is that way. So this is one of the reasons I'm saying this, that we will, we will have the revelation of God being good. He's a good father. He is mm-hmm. not uh, to be compared with the earthly father, even the greatest earthly father. Yeah. He is, he's far above anything we could ask or think. Mm-hmm. So a correct understanding and revelation of God's character is very important in our Christian walk because if we don't understand it, the enemy will be able to defeat us with lies like God doesn't love us, He's not there. He's abandoned us. We're alone. and We don't even have a purpose in this life. Um, These are usually thrown at us when we're in our deepest pain. And I found myself being attacked with those words during this season, pleading with God to intervene and do something and move and turn the situation around. But he, uh, he got us through it is what he did. He got us through it, and I'm thankful for that. Um, Deuteronomy 7.9 says, Therefore know that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations, to those who love him and keep his commandments. Amen. So he is a good God. He loves us. He sent his son Jesus to redeem us, to set us free, and to save us. He sent the Holy Spirit to comfort, guide, and counsel us. He is for us, not against us, and that's a good God. That's a good father. His word goes on and on sharing of his goodness and his faithfulness and his love for us. He has so much in store for us, even in our dark seasons. If we press into him, he truly changes us. He truly takes us from glory to glory. Sometimes that's hard to see when you're in the pit and it's so black. It's so hard to even see what's around you, and I know some of you that have been through this kind of deep pain understand what I'm saying, but we have to, to get a grip and be solid in our foundation of, of Jesus Christ Amen. and our good, good Father. Mm-hmm. So it's vital that our perception of God is accurate and that we know He's good. And don't ever forget that our view of God impacts our spiritual journey. So stay confident in God and His goodness, His faithfulness, and His love um, in every season of life. Second, we need to know who our enemy is. Not only do we need to know who our God is, we need to know who our enemy is. Mm -hmm. Our enemy is Satan the devil, also known as the tempter, the accuser, and the father of lies. His power is in deception. So if he can deceive us, into thinking God doesn't care, God doesn't love us, then we, we're probably gonna lose the battle. If we don't stay focused and stay centered in him, the enemy will come and he will do his best to kill, steal, and destroy us. And not only in the tough seasons, but also in the good seasons. So we have to be solid in knowing who God is and who our enemy is. And because his power is in deception, it's vital that we know the truth about who God is, about his word and about who we are in Christ. Mm-hmm. That is so important that we have that revelation and understanding of who we are in Christ to be able to go through these things. He'll, and he'll also deceive us into thinking that people are our enemy. It's so easy to think that when we're in the midst, in the midst of a battle because we, the battle may be because of someone's decisions or whatever. But the enemy is not flesh and blood. Our enemy is not people. Our enemy is Satan and his evil minions. This is not my opinion. It's the word of God in Ephesians 6.12 confirms it. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickednesses and high places. Now I can't explain all of that, but I do know that it's pure evil and darkness sent to destroy each and every one of us. There's no, no one's exempt. Mm -hmm. You're not exempt if you're the most wonderful Christian in the world. You're not exempt if you're a baby Christian. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to take our lives. Mm -hmm. And we have to stand strong and we have to be solid in our foundation when we walk with God and what he wants to do in our lives. Um, The enemy may work through people by deceiving them, but it is a demonic force coming against us when we're attacked, not a person. So we need to always remember that so that we don't get in a, a battle and um, get into his the enemy's hands and the worldly ways of doing things. We don't need to fear our enemy because Jesus already defeated him on the cross. Amen. So there's no need, absolutely no need to fear him. But we do need to be aware of his schemes and his devices. We don't need to be ignorant of that. James 4, 7 says, Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. I've used that scripture so many times, and it's really helped me to to get through some things. So it's very important to be relentless with the word of God against the devil and his lies and fight with spiritual weapons to defeat him. Don't be tempted to fight with your tongue or your fists. Uh, These are carnal weapons. (laughs) and They will not work. Get your eyes off of whoever that person is and on to God, and he will show you how to fight that battle in a spiritual way, in a way that you will get victory and you won't be stuck uh, in the middle of that darkness. Mm -hmm. Um, I've definitely not mastered any of this, but I'm being changed daily from glory to glory. His mercy and his grace has been upon me and I have been able to walk through this process. It hasn't always looked pretty, for sure. I haven't always looked pretty in the midst of the battle, but I, I, I know who my enemy is and I know who my God is. Amen. So, anyway, remember who your enemy is. Recognize his devices and don't let him deceive you. Don't let him have um, that kind of ground in your life, where, you, where to rise above it by the Spirit of God. Don't ever forget the greater one is in you. He's the one that helps us to rise and to overcome these things. The third thing we need to know that he revealed to me in the midst of all this was to know our weapons. Um, I'm so thankful for the weapons and the armor in Ephesians 6:10 through 18. Um, for time's sake, I won't read them, but they are truth, righteousness, peace, faith, salvation the word of God and prayer. Each piece of the armor part points us directly to Jesus. Directly to Jesus. So when we're, when we're covered with this armor, we need to abide in Jesus, be in constant communion with him through prayer. That's our armor. We're stayed covered with Jesus. He is our weapon. When we stay hidden in him, when we stay solid in him and victorious in him, The joy of the Lord is our strength and we can walk through uh, these kind of battles without him we can't cannot fight or win in our troubles he is our savior he is our armor and he is the one that makes us victorious through it all so aren't you thankful for Jesus yeah I'm so thankful for Jesus every day I'm so thankful that he is there um, at the drop of a hat we don't have to call and see if he's available He's there. We are into being constant communion with Him. He is there. Our relationship with Him should be our best friend. We shouldn't. He should be our first go-to person. We shouldn't have to call a bunch of people to tell our story or get advice or whatever. It goes directly to Him.
0: Amen.
1: He's our source. When the rubber meets the road, there ain't nobody but you and Jesus. Amen. That's and right. I don't mean that in a wrong way, because I know we need friends, I know we need the church, we need the body of Christ, but when it comes down to it, it's it's you and Jesus. It's me and Jesus. So build that relationship. Make it a priority in your life to press into it, to talk to Him daily. All prayer is, is talking to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Talk to Him every day about everything Mm -hmm. in your life. When you're going down the road in the car, oh Lord, you know, show me what to do today. Show me who to blessed today. You can tell him your problems, tell him anything, but I encourage you today, and that's what I really, truly want to pray over each of you, is that you um, bind your heart with his, and press into him, and let him be truly your best friend, the best relationship that you have on this side of heaven, because we need it. Okay. I'm going to go over a few of uh, some of the weapons that he um, gave me and helped me through that season, and they're obviously, they're weapons for all of us. Praise and worship is a weapon that we need and it helps us to keep the faith, even more so in our storms, especially when our fierce emotions get a grip on us. Uh, praise and worship takes the focus off of us and our circumstances and puts them on the one who deserves it. So. Stay in worship and stay in praise in every season of life. Worship and praise, just it's part of that uh, ever-flowing relationship and love for Jesus. Um, I know that in this season that we went through, um, that was the only time I seemed to have peace was in the midst of praise and worship. I had to be in praise and worship. I had to be in worship because it gave me peace. It comforted me. It strengthened me. It took me right into the throne of God, right into the presence of Jesus, and it extinguished all fear, all anxiety, all panic, and I had to do it quite often. It's not like a one-time fix. We have to keep a heart of worship, a heart of praise, a heart after Jesus, because he's the one that helps us in this life. He is the one that is our lifeline for all that we have need of, no matter what we go through. And praise and worship, as we praise and worship, our enemies are scattered and peace floods our soul. Amen. We all know that's true. We've been so, we were so blessed this morning by Chris and his team uh, that led us truly into the throne room of God. I love those songs, they're so powerful. That's where God wants our heart to stay. And I hope that's what we all want as well. Um, repentance and forgiveness are also our weapons. It's so important to be quick to repent And in this season, I did a lot of it, trust me. I dealt with a lot of anger and frustration and hurt. And I cried a lot, all those things. But I had to be very quick to repent. And I kept that on my heart that I still do. I'm I'm that way. I'm quick to repent. Um, I need to get the anger, slow the anger thing down. But I'm quick to repent. (laughs) The Lord's still dealing with me in a lot of ways on that. So to repent means to turn from evil and turn to good. It means to change your mind and turn away from sin. The sinful thoughts or the bitterness or anger in your heart, turn from it and just repent and get your heart right with God again. Acts 3.19 says, Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out and the times of refreshing may come from the Lord. And they truly do when you when you... Have a heavy heart of bitterness and anger and unforgiveness towards someone. You don't have those times of refreshing. You just stay real real heavy and maybe angry or whatever. So we need to keep our heart right. Be quick to repent and call sin sin. Don't just say, um, oh, I messed up again. Here we go again. I messed up. Just keep going. Stop in your tracks and call it what it is. If you lied, if you cheated, if you stole, whatever you did. Um, if you cuss someone, whatever you did, be be quick to repent and turn from that because God wants to keep our heart right with Him. And He knows that we're human and we need Him and we're going to mess up, but He does call us to be quick to repent. So whatever sin is in your heart and in your life right now, go to God with it. Get get free from it. Get it out of there. You don't want it. It just hinders that, um, the move of the Spirit in your life. That's right. And the flow of... The spirit in your life, so get rid of it. Forgiveness, too. Um, forgiveness is the act of pardoning an offender. It literally means let go, to let go. Um, that sounds real easy, doesn't it? It's not that easy. Um, to let go, you can choose to. Is, um, what we always need to remember is that forgiveness is a choice. We, we choose to forgive. And we may have to choose it every day, wake up every morning and say, I choose to forgive. Because sometimes when the, the hurt and the pain uh, goes deep and the betrayal goes deep, it takes. it's a process that the Holy Spirit will walk us through in forgiveness. And He will do that. And He's so patient with you. He knows your heart. He knows that you're sincere about wanting that true forgiveness just to come through and break through all that stuff, all that hurt and all that pain. <clears throat> So we need to uh, press into him and choose, choose, choose every day to forgive. Don't take it with you anywhere. It's not worth it. It's not. And I had to, again, I had to forgive quite a bit. And still sometimes those emotions flood your soul and you have to say, I chose to forgive, I've forgiven. And you begin to pray and bless the people that have hurt you or wounded you so much. And there's such freedom in that too when we pray for those who have hurt us. Mm-hmm. Don't carry a root of bitterness in your heart and forgiveness. it, is, it will destroy you. It will destroy you, it'll mm-hmm. stop you in your tracks with the Lord. That is a word for somebody today. That's Receive right. that. It, it, won't, it won't get you anywhere. I trust me, I'm, I, I've done it. I've been an example of that, just being so angry and bitter and think, surely God understands that. Surely He understands that, but he doesn't. <laughs> He understands our pain and He wants us to come to Him with it and He wants us to be sincere in um, pursuing Him for the release of all that stuff. Okay. So seek Him and allow Him to, to free you from that. Colossians 3.13 says, Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any if you have a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. That's a good one. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Remember, forgiveness is a choice, so choose to forgive, and God will help you do it. The Word of God is our most powerful weapon. It is our sword. It enables us to stand our ground against the enemy's schemes. Knowing and using the Word will defeat and deflect the enemy's lies. That's why we need to know the Word. We need to be in the Word daily. We need to be in the Word. It feeds us, it fills us. When Jesus was um, in the wilderness, he was tempted by Satan, and he continually used the word of God by saying, it is written, it is written. And Satan fled every single time. He didn't hang around to taunt Jesus. He left. That word is that powerful. Mm -hmm. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So the word of God is that powerful. Don't neglect reading it. Don't neglect declaring it. I encourage all you moms out there today, all you women, speak the word over your children. Speak the word over your spouse, over your family. It is powerful. It's, it, is, it is what it what he says it is. It's quick and it's powerful. It has life in it. It can change things. Amen. We stand on His word because He is faithful. It feeds us. It changes us. It empowers us. It transforms us. I'm living proof. I know y'all have, didn't know me when I was younger, but I had uh, lots of stuff that I had to deal through and walk with in God's word and His truth, and He has changed me um, from day one. He began the process, and He had a long process to. I had a long process to go with him because I was a mess and he used my husband a lot. Uh, He still does to help me keep solid when I get my emotions get out of whack or whatever. So um, just a word here for women, be grateful for your husbands, be thankful for them no matter what. No matter what, just be thankful, be grateful, um, love them and and stay strong in the marriage. Okay, so remember your weapons in battle are Jesus, his truth, righteousness, peace, and all of his glory. Praise and worship is vital. Repentance and forgiveness is vital. The word of God is vital. These are are four things that you can remember as your weapons when you're in a... You can remember them every day because they're important every day. But even when it's intense and you can't think and all the stuff's swirling around, you have these... uh, in your thoughts and in your mind of what you need to do to, to get through it, and to overcome it. Um, the three things that I shared to help us stand strong when we are in the battle are our confidence in God and His goodness, to know our enemy, and to know our weapons. So be sure that you know who God is. You know His character by reading the Word. Um, it explains it very clearly. So know that He is good. He is not bad. He's not out to get you. He is not out to ruin your life. He's not out to punish you for everything you did. He's good. Be quick to repent. He's good so that you can keep the door open to the floodgate of heaven and not uh, hinder it with that with any kind of bitterness or unforgiveness. Um, know your enemy. We all we we all know what our enemy is, but be aware of who he is in the midst of your battles and storms. It's not a person. It's not your husband. It's not your wife. It's not a person. It really isn't. It's the demonic force behind it trying to cause division, confusion, and strife. And we need to be aware of that and get on our knees and pray through it because it is a spiritual, it is a spiritual battle. And I'd like to add that even though not every battle ends the way we want or think it should, we can still come out on the other side knowing that we stood solid and strong in Him. Knowing that we fought the good fight, we ran the race, and we kept the faith. And we trusted Him with the outcome. Amen. That's good. I had, I had to learn that, I had to know that. I, was, I dealt with a lot of frustration with God because I am um, in no way tooting my horn, but horn, but I was on my knees in prayer constantly for these marriages that God would intervene. I prayed the word, I declared the word, I prayed in the spirit, I praised and worshipped, and I was just sure God was gonna move and turn things. And it didn't happen. And that's okay because God is good. And I know that he's good. And it, you know, a lot of things things, uh, happen in our life because of our poor choices. A lot of things happen in our life because of someone else's poor choices. Things happen in our life they just happen because we got it we have an enemy so we need to we just need to be solid in our trust with God with the outcome and knowing that we kept the faith through it and we trusted him in his word through it because he, he is faithful and he's our solid foundation um, in closing Matthew 22 36 through 40 said master which is the great commandment in the law Jesus said to him You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. That's the first and great commandment that we see in the new covenant. We keep the faith by loving God and by loving people. This is actually another weapon. I kind of added it last night, late last night. But I know how important it is in the battles, because when we are consumed by stuff, our life and all the things that are going on in it, the um, unsurity of tomorrow, we don't know what tomorrow holds. We have all kinds of things coming against us. I've had a lot of women in this room tell me that they felt like uh, they've been under an onslaught of the enemy coming against their family in every way, shape, and form. And I can relate to that. so, we need this is another weapon that I think helps us to push back darkness and at the same time get our focus off of ourselves is to love people. It can be our neighbors, it can be uh, um, our choice to go to Walmart and just wander around and see who is in there that might need a loving word or a, or a hug or something. Um, I don't know about y'all, but I've been in Walmart crying the whole way through. <laughs> I've been in driving that cart and weeping, and nobody ever stopped to pray for me. But I'm saying that to say there's ministry everywhere. It can be, it can be your next door neighbor. It can be going to a nursing home, a hospital. Right here in this congregation, we have so many people that would love your encouragement, your prayer, um, your ministry. Go over there and pray for them. Take them some cookies. Hug them. You don't have to be a uh, or feel that you're great, powerful, Christian, strong, and ready to go take the world, even though you are. You may not know it, but you don't have to be all that to go minister. It just takes one choice. And, I, and, and when I was in the midst of this battle, I, I decided, I made a choice to do that, that every single day I was going to bless somebody. I didn't care how, if it was just a phone call or texting on the scripture or even going to Walmart. I actually did go to Walmart quite a few times. And I just searched for somebody, anybody. And several times the Lord showed up and allowed me to encourage them in different ways. So get out. Um, get out and bless people. That's what uh, Jesus did. He was all about people. He was all about um, touching people's lives, healing people's lives, saving people. And I think... Um, one of the things that the enemy does like i think i already said this but to uh, get us to focus on our troubles so much to be so consumed in our own little world uh, that's one of the enemy's tactics and tools as well so that we we're not out there trying to share the gospel or share the the good news so let's get out of that and um, step out and go love people We're not here just to survive. Um, We're here to make a difference in this world. So I pray right now for a shift to come over every single person in this room. That by the power of the Holy Spirit, I pray that he'll put a strong desire in each of your hearts to go out and to love people and serve people. We can make powerful moments when we reach out to just one hurting person in the name of Jesus. We are equipped. We are full, actually we're probably, a lot of us in this room, spiritually obese. We have so much, we know the goodness of God, we're filled with the righteousness of God and the love of God, and we're not getting it out. We need to get it out. There's so many people, there's so many people to touch. So we need to make a decision, and again, I pray, that shift come to every person in this morning, and every day of your life, I'm praying it for myself that we make a choice to not get through that day without blessing someone somehow. There's all there's so many ways. But I pray that we will do that. Okay. Pray that you all be intentional about your choices to serve God, love God, know your enemy know oh, your are He's good. God bless you. Happy Mother's Day. If you didn't
0: receive a, your little bag, we have a little gift bag for you out there. God bless you. I love all of you and thank you so much. you. make the Jesus, Jesus. Darkness, dreadful, Jesus, Jesus. All the bones are there, all the songs to see. one light of your countenance upon every person here and give them your peace that is independent of circumstances but that is based on the victory that is already won. Bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Go get them, Tigers. Jesus, Jesus, you made the darkness tremble. Jesus, Silence here.